All right. Hello, everybody. And, uh, you know, welcome back to another episode of the Versatility Podcast. I'm your host, Jewel. Okay. <laughs> Run us down. <laughs> Let me take you down. <laughs> but um, you see, I'm here today. Um, Sorry, guys, uh, for the last two weeks. You know, I was... If you don't know, you know, I was out in Jamaica um, two weeks ago, and then last week, it was Thanksgiving weekend, and, well, week slash weekend, I was with the FAMO in Milwaukee. Literally, as soon as I dropped down um, back in Baltimore from Jamaica, the next day, well, actually, technically two days, but I came in at the night, so technically, basically, like one day later, in the morning as well, I went back home to Milwaukee, and... It was a long um, last two weeks, a blessed last two weeks, but but long. I uh, had some good food and everything. Um, did you have any good food? You had, you had the good food, right? Of course. Thanksgiving. Okay. Absolutely. Just, just making sure. Hey, I'm, I'm just making sure that, that you had some good food, okay? okay that's that's okay. all it is. <laughs> mac and cheese was slapping. Oh, you don't know nothing about my dad's mac and cheese. Oh, your pop's mac and cheese. Yeah. Oh, I might have Ain't to try some. <laughs> <laughs> I might have to try some one day. Absolutely. All right. But um, hey y'all, you know, it is episode thirty-four. Wow. So, um, it's the Giannis episode, you know. Oh, I gotta shout it out. <laughs> gotta shout out my boy, you know, Giannis. You know, he actually dropped forty yesterday in wow. a loss against the Lakers. AD dropped forty four, but that's not the here there. It was Middleton's first game back. Don't don't trip, don't trip. You warriors though. Oh, Ugh. Not too much. Ugh. Not too much. Are you a curry fan? I keep I'll be forgetting. That, that's, oh, that's, you finally admit it. She okay. fought. I was just, yo, just for the versatil- versatility yo, broadcast, yo. I'm going to let y'all know. Yeah, I'm a Curry fan. So wherever he go, I'm going to go. So I just want you to, I want y'all to context this because <laughs> ever since, I want to say last year, last year, I've been saying you are not a Warriors fan. You are a Curry okay. fan. And she would, you would try your hardest to really say you were a Warriors fan. And you finally stopped. Capping. Yeah, I just feel like at this season in my life, mm. it's time to fully step into mm. my truth. The Lord is like, yes, mm, pushing He's you urging into me that. To be truthful, mm, very you know? interesting. So, yes, I'm a Curry fan. Mm, okay, that's very, very interesting, Ash. But um, so we're about three minutes in. I didn't even introduce my guest. You know, I just got to do some banter or whatever real quick. But um, care to introduce yourself, homie? Yes. So my name is Ashlyn Wilson. I'm a senior multimedia journalism major at Period. the illustrious Morgan State. University, yep, and I'm happy to be here. Yes, I mean, what, what, what type of other things you do? Though? I mean, you a busy woman, so you know, like you might as well start listing it off. Wow, all of them. Might all as well. Them. Might all as right. well. Let them know. We'll do a quick rundown. Um, I serve as Alpha Chapter President for Alpha and Omega Sorority Incorporated. Mm-hmm. I am also serving as President for the Morgan State Chapter of the National Association of Black Journalists, where mm-hmm. Jew is also the Mister for that org. What's up, y'all? Um, aside from that, I'm also a part of Bear TV, um, a little bit of WEAA, and um, I actually intern at WBAL TV 11 News right now. So. Mm-hmm. And she's a singer. Um, I don't know why you just, just didn't want to mention <laughs> yeah, that. I, mean, I sing too. Jew also sings Jewels. That's so good. That's I probably that. the best one that's happened on here wow. so far. And you went, you know, you, you still could have done better, but you know, it's <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. You're on the choir with me as well. Yes. She does she does a lot. The point is she does a lot. So I got somebody who does a lot, who's also one of my friends to, you know, talk about a lot of stuff. Um 
because I got a lot of stuff to talk about. And when you're, you know, a journalism major, you could kind of talk about a lot of different yeah. things. All you got to do is do your research. Da, 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 da. That's what we do every day. So, mm-hmm. you know, let's just keep it pushing with that. So um, you ready, ready to get started, yeah, homie? let's go. All right, that's fine. All right. So news today saying, man, y'all know what it is. Four minutes in. Um, oh, Jesus Christ. All right. Got a long episode to go. Um, but I'm going to start off with talking about just a little bit about, uh, the polls. There, there were some polls that happened on this Twitter account about what policies Democrats and Republicans are more worried about. And just to start off, uh, this is on Twitter. Uh, let me make sure I get the at the at was MU law poll. And I think it was, this was just, this was just for, for Wisconsin specifically, but you know, I'm going to just go off of that and keep it pushing from there. Uh, so this, again, it is just as constant, but these are Republicans versus Democrats. So use that your own discretion for everywhere else. So the four policies with the highest support um, are increasing efforts to stop um, illegal immigration first. Mm-hmm. That's 94 percent. Increasing oil and gas production in the U.S., 93 percent. Limiting prescription drug costs, 89 percent. And hiring 200,000 more police officers, 83 percent. Again, this is only in Wisconsin, but this can kind of be a bit of a what's the word? State uh, to state thing. Yeah, more of a, a preview of what it's like worldwide. Again, this isn't concrete, but usually Republicans usually fall along with these things that they're saying that they want to find policies for the most, especially the illegal immigration and an increase in oil and gas, which why would you want to increase in oil and gas if it's already killing the planet? I don't, I I never got that, you know, like that kind of throws me off. I don't know. I don't know. I I feel like after that oil spill that we had, I feel like increasing – any type of oil. I mean, I guess it just depends on the need and the demand too. So, I mean, I don't know. But as far as that two hundred thousand increase for police officers, I don't. I don't know how necessary <laughs> that is. I think we have enough uh, law enforcement. Um, not even just in Wisconsin, but like everywhere. Yeah, everywhere. Everywhere. We've had so many problems, and of course, there's always good cops and bad cops. Yeah. Same things. How there's always good black people, good bad black people, mm-hmm. good white people, bad white people, good people, bad people, whatever. Good Christians, bad Christians. Like literally, there's there's good and bads to everything. But at the same time, I think it's more so not of a manpower problem when it comes to like policing, policing and everything. Because I know Baltimore has its problems. Same thing is. My home back home has definitely has its problems as well. Um, but it's like it's more so of training right. and getting rid of things that were taught to the people above them and not teaching them back to them. It's like when you're joining an organization that, you know, had a sketchy history or whatever, but you know, you have that one leader who went through the BS so then he can make sure it doesn't happen again. You know, it's, right. it's like that type of thing. I, I think it's more so of a that problem when it comes to policing and everything. Because that, because that, that, that's, that's what irks me. Like, we need more police officers. There's so much crime. Yeah. Well, yeah. But at the same time, we have systematic racism. We have all this yeah. other stuff too. And then the, the pandemic made it worse because people, 
are not mentally stable. Not mentally stable. So it's like this all these different things. And if you think police officers and policing is what we need more than anything, but then we can have see and this this is the part, this is the part right here. Mm-hmm. Because because then we can have something where a black person gets convicted of something and it's minimal, but they get three years, but then you only want to cry about mental health when it's the white person who kills three, four right. people, and then he can get off for just saying he was crazy. You see that you you pick and choose when you want to say that mental health and all that stuff yeah. is a problem. Doesn't make sense. So then, but you want more policing. We want to police black people. Nine I times out of ten. Agree. But for me, I think. We always we preach defund the police, defund the police. And while I do agree in like most aspects, yeah. I don't think that policing should be getting as much funding as they do. But I do think that if we put our money towards getting them better training, I will mm-hmm. be all for that Amen. because, I mean, after we implemented the cameras um, on their body, and that was good. That was good. We, we used it. That was great. But I feel like there's still so much more that needs to go into training as far as how to deal with people um, just learning how to interact with regular citizens. They have no um, people yeah, skills Yeah, they don't sometimes. have people skills. Because to me, it's just customer service. That's really what it, it, really, it really is. is. <laughs> and it's all in the approach, too, because pe- people have this idea of law enforcement. Um, we look up to, to law enforcement. We really do because they uphold a standard. Um, and they do. They essentially, they do have some sort of power but i just think that if we were to have some camaraderie between civilians and police officers things would be a lot better definitely i agree i i agree um what was i gonna say there was there was another thing just about um don't you hate mind blanks you know it's like i'm shooting blanks in my memory you know <laughs> but i i agree with everything overall uh, i definitely think it's more not more of a defund but it's reallocation of yeah. funds because we need police officers. That That's yeah. point blank period, although they were originally used to capture slaves. But that is neither here or there. Um, <laughs> it, you need some, some some form of law enforcement, things some of that form, nature. Yeah. Um, I like how limiting pre- prescription drug costs were on here, though. I, I feel like that is... It's getting a little ridiculous. Have you seen that as well? No, yeah, I have seen. I've seen an increase in ordering like prescription drugs, even over the counter medicine, like mm-hmm. a lot, a basic lot of, stuff. Um, yeah, basic things like necessities. For me, I don't think that basic necessities should be skyrocket high. Like I feel like if this is something that we need on a daily basis, we should be able to afford those things, especially prescription drugs. Like if I, I'm paying so I can be healthy, like. I shouldn't have to pay three hundred, four hundred dollars for a prescription jug. Like I just think that's crazy. No, it it is crazy. I I know they're also like increasing the um the prices on like uh woman stuff for like when you have periods and things of that nature. Yeah. Um, I didn't know the right terminology to say, but you know they're they're really increasing those stuff. And I remember there was several different bills. Um, there was one in New York where they was like they were like taxing for it or something, and it was like. Who are you just to put these, make women spend more money on basic things that they literally need? You know, I mean, you know, of course they didn't have it all the way back then or whatever, but like it's there now because there was a need and now you're increasing it. It's the same thing when you go about abortion and all these other different things. Like, why are you meddling so much in women's, you know, that that's their stuff and everything. Of course, men have a a part to play in the pregnancy part, but like, Still, it's like 
yo, like, what you doing? You know, like, it's right. it's about freedom of choice and things of that nature. And that's that that just that just never stuck right with me at all. But um, to move on to a little bit about the, what the Democrats say, um, ninety six percent also are talking about limiting the cost of prescription gr- right. drugs. So look, they're on the same page that's for good, something. <laughs> um, a new voting rights law at ninety four percent. I doubt that was probably that that was probably in the low ten yeah. percent for for Republicans. Mm-hmm. Um, increasing funding for renewable energy production. And increasing tax on incomes over five hundred thousand. So that's um, and that one's at ninety one percent. Um, I I agree with majority of these. I, I, yeah, I I do energy production, which literally goes in the opposite direction of the oil and gas thing yeah. for the Republicans. You see, it's just these juxtapositions, and you know. Mm-hmm. <sighs> well, how do you feel about the increasing the tax rate for? income over 500,000. Um it depends. Yeah. Uh because some people are are, are actually paying their taxes mm-hmm. and now they're getting, you know, they're having to pay more. Like I know you're a J. Cole fan, right? Mm-hmm. You know, you're a big J. Cole yeah. fan like me. Uh he in the the song Brackets. Yeah. He literally talked about it. Um usually I I could say that song more for word, but I heard it in a while. Um but he was just like basically like why I got to pay these taxes and then like i don't even get a say in where they're going mm. and he's he says they end up using my stuff to make guns that circulate the country and then wind up in right. my hood making bloody clothes hit yeah. a young bully okay but it's not he knows now his body bro <laughs> that, yeah. that like you know like it's it's little things like that it's like yeah. well if i pay, end up paying my taxes which is a lot of money considering the money he already has i mean if you think about it even with our regular wages and stuff like I know we all uh, hated to see when you see the big thing of how much oh money you gosh. made, and, and then, then how much they take out. How much they take out, and you're like, sick. yo, <laughs> I be like, yo, like, yo, how much? Like, wait, what's going on, no, like, bro? What's actually going because on? that don't be making sense sometimes, and yeah. you just be like, yo, like, you just took all my money, like, yo, but I worked hard, it's hard. On a broader scale, I just feel like we we definitely should know where our money is going. And I, I'm not quite sure if, like, the government is actually very transparent about where our money goes. They're not. They're, They're not. not. They're not. And so I just feel like, I, I mean, while taxing on income brackets over $500,000 $500, is great, I do still think there needs to be transparency. Because if we're going to do that, then let's make sure that our money is going where y'all say it's going. So could have said it better myself ash you know like that that that's literally what it is because i agree that it should be should be taxed more for some people or or really just maybe not tax more but more of an enforcement of said taxes for people who do not donald trump um you see now that kanye started going crazy i actually just saw something as well well quote unquote crazy um i think he's just that's a whole nother Chris yeah, conversation yeah. right now. Um, and we'll kind of dive in that. Not too much though. Um, not too much. <laughs> but, um, he, now the IRS is starting to come after him mm-hmm. because of just the things he's saying about Jews and stuff like that. You see, yeah. it's that pick and choose stuff. Right. You know, if he wasn't paying his taxes earlier then um, what's going on? Cause right. you, you taxing us people who need money more. Kanye has a lot of money, bro. He was, a, he was a billionaire. I don't know if he still is now. Yeah. Um, after losing, I think about six or seven um, partnerships. I talked about that on like three, four podcasts ago. Right. 
but he was but I'm like why weren't y'all you know tag him earlier oh because you know he was being you know decent and everything or Trump was being decent and he had connections and stuff oh you don't have to pay your taxes now but then we have to pay our taxes <laughs> it's like what like what what type of mess is that is right. I mean I understand connections are like power and things of that nature mm-hmm. But that's ridiculous. I just want you to, like, that is utterly ridiculous. Insane. Because then you're forcing us to pay tax. We don't have a say. We don't have those connections. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. It, it really doesn't make any sense. And it's, it, that, that stuff really pisses me off, that favoritism stuff. But then it's, you know, America, pay your taxes, Uncle Sam, and all that stuff. But then if you have a favor, if you know somebody, then you don't you have to do You can get around it. it. Exactly. Yeah. It's like when people try to, like, with like with ors or something like that, like they know somebody. I'm gonna just get in, blah 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 blah. You know, or like, or I'm gonna get this job just because I know this person. Okay, but you know the person, but you also have to be qualified for said job. Right. Hence why a lot of black people get not don't get jobs. They'll be qualified, but they don't know that person, or they're not the other skin color. So right. then they don't get the job. It's the same type of favoritism yeah. BS that happens in in really not even just the U.S. but in the world altogether, and it's it's irritating. It's it's frankly irritating. Um, well, do, I have a question, Andrew. Yes. Do you stand by the saying that it's not what you know, it's who you know? I do. I do okay. stand by that. But at the same... That's what I was saying. Also, you have to be qualified, though. Right. Like, it goes by... I just don't like it when you just know them and you just get in. Because okay. also... When I know... Let's say I, I have a job, right? Mm-hmm. And then you want a job at said place, right? I know you, and I know you can put in the work. Therefore, I'm a I'm a, I'm gonna put a good word in for you right. because I know you're gonna put in work because you're not only representing yourself, you represent me. Mm-hmm. And now my credibility can be shot if you mess up. Right. <laughs> what right. you know what 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 I basically said you're gonna be good for the company, mm-hmm. right? And it's the same way vice versa. Like if it's someone else and then I'm like I know that they work can be so so and I'm like, "All right, I'm gonna give them a shot." And then they they mess it up. They're not taking my recommendations no more. They might end up firing me right. if if they mess up, you know, that bad. Yeah. That's why I'm saying, like, it goes, like, both ways. And with taxes, you can't do that. Like, it's just, like, it's, it's taxes. True. Pay your taxes, bro. Like, we can find some type of compromise, but y'all don't know. Nobody wants to compromise. All y'all want to do is either this or that. And that's the problem. That's why we stuck here today. Wow, Jules. So. <laughs> you passionate about like, this one, like, I'm just It's the same stuff. That's why I like. Yeah. Ugh, it's like everything is not one or the other. It's, it's usually in between, usually. Or it's steadfast on one side, but nobody's going to give in. So either way, just choose the middle. No, nobody wants to do that. I'm sorry. It's, this this is something I've <laughs> talked about so many times. I just, I hate that stuff so much. No, I agree. Um, but a new voting rights law, though, um, that's something I definitely would like to uh, see a little I bit. I the context, context of that, like the new voting rights law. Like, what does that entail? I feel like it would just be more specific um, and say, like, if you do certain things, okay, you can lose this. Like there are literally literal politicians who I think it was in it's like PA or Georgia or something who like tried to stop an election or something mm-hmm. like that or like halt the results um for this past midterm. Also shout out to everybody who voted in the midterm. Hey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey. <laughs> um but like and so like I think they literally lost a seat because of it. Okay. Because they um tried to halt the results and stuff. Absolutely. And granted, this this little results thingy and all that stuff didn't start until Trump said something. Mm-hmm. 
which Trump is a catalyst for a lot of bullshit that's happening within the last what has been six, six, seven, six or seven years, yeah. almost eight years since he got onto the political scene as a since he got higher in the political scene because he had tried to run as a Democrat a long time ago. Did you know that? No, I didn't know that. He tried. He, he ran as a Democrat a long time ago, back in like the 1900s, mm-hmm. I think. And then he switched to Republicans, realized who his people were. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and it's not all of them. I know I know some pretty, some good Republicans. Like it's, I'm not, I lean towards Democrat. I'm more, I would try to say I'm more independent, but if you, Democrats lean towards majority of my views, yeah. but I don't agree with everybody all the time. And that's valid. And you shouldn't. It's <laughs> because yeah. everybody's a little bit of, Ugh. um, but I would say just for a voting rights law, just having more like specifics on what you can and cannot do. And if yeah. you try to obstruct an election and try to say different things, like even Mike Pence was like, yo, that man put my family in danger yeah. because of that stuff. He said there was no falsification of the results. The man is tweaking because yeah. he's literally in charge of that committee side mm-hmm. and he's like yo what did you do like yo, even your vp is like yo he outed you man like you know what i mean imagine your vp just just out of you like yeah i don't know what they was doing you Crazy. know I, ash was just tripping you know i don't know like, nah if you can't stick beside <laughs> me then something ain't right <laughs> something ain't right exactly that's what i'm saying so some something really ain't right yeah. so but all yeah. that to say, um, there's a lot of things going on in the world, a lot of things that need to be fixed, a lot going on. Uh, Democrats and Republicans work together more. That's that's it. I doubt it's going to happen. I, I pray that it does happen, but yeah. just work together. Any last words regarding that at all? Um, yeah, I think that's something that everybody wants to see. I think we all want to see some sort of like bipartisan um, camaraderie between Democrats and Republicans. Um, are we going to get there? I don't know. I really don't know because there are some on both sides who feel strongly about one thing that there's no middle ground. Um, but I think that's also a beautiful thing to have when you live in a democracy too, mm-hmm. that you, you have different, you know, sides or different point of views. Um, but I think what makes, what makes it even more special is being able to see the heart of people and seeing civilians and being able to meet the need and finding that middle ground between both and where you don't have to like fight over small things or act like children, you know, literally children and literally suits. act like children. <laughs> but yeah, I think just meeting the heart of the people is really what's important. At the end of the meeting day, meeting the heart of the people. That's Ashton J. Wilson reporting live <laughs> from Baltimore, Maryland. <laughs> um, but moving on, um, cause again, I got a lot of stuff. Um, so, Shanquilla, 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 yes, Shanquilla Robinson Robinson situation. Um, This is a big thing Um, happening in the black community. Um, A lot of things have transpired around it. Um, Shout out to Black Twitter um, for putting it on the radar. But if you don't know, um, okay, here's basically the situation. I need to write this down. Um, But essentially. There was a lady named Shanquilla. Mm-hmm. Um, she went on a trip with her friends to Cabo, uh, Mexico or whatever. Um, on the trip, uh, we don't know if it happened before or after um, or f- before or during the trip. Uh, but there was some beef with her and her friends. It was about three other girls and then two guys. Um, 
when they got in their hotel room or Airbnb, whatever it was, they're on the same one at their own rooms, yada, yada, yada. Um, there was a video of Shanquilla uh, having an argument with um, one of the other roommates. And basically, they ended up fighting. Um, Shanquilla lost, but as she was losing, they kept hitting on her, like over and over and over again. Nobody stopped the other girl. They all just sat there and watched. Eventually, you know, video cut off after a while. Um, but allegedly, some other people came to beat her as well. Um, there was like two. There's again, I told you, there's three other girls. I think all three of them ended up like beating like her. Like, and then she ended up dying. But what happened was also they kept it under wraps. Yeah. They basically ended up returning home with her suitcase and stuff, but left her body there. I don't know what type of friends y'all are, but they, them, them ain't friends. Them ain't friends. And then they're going to tell the mom. Yeah. You know, oh, she's not coming back, yada, yada, yada. Like, what does that mean? What does that mean? She's like 23 years old as well. Yeah. Basically, it was all under wraps. The friends ended up going incognito, incognito, (laughs) whatever you want to say. These are all black people, by the way. Um, Over time, um, black Twitter got a hold of the case. They started advocating hard for it. Everybody's retweeting it, yada, 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 all that. Ended up getting on national news type stuff or really at the front of black Twitter and everything. Yeah. This was about around 11, 23, around like the 23rd, 24th of November, somewhere in the 20s. Uh, it was really like two weeks ago. Um, thankfully, um, they ended up, you know, getting it on radar and stuff. As of right now, there are warrants out for I think two people. Yeah. Right now, uh, on the that uh, in regards to the case, the mom also thanked Black Twitter um, because she said without Black Twitter, the case would not have been heard. Because literally, a a story from the New York Times was not posted on this until about again around eleven twenty three, eleven eleven twenty four, something like that, when the case happened way earlier than that so you know it was like it's under wraps and then like nobody said anything but it was brought to the light by black twitter so it's 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 really just a sad sight to see and even the dad was like yeah there has to be something going on like they they had to been plotting on her yada 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 but if y'all knew that it was something going on beforehand i understand y'all paid for a trip but I don't know, bro. That's that's just weird, man. I think the whole the whole story is just it's really crazy to think about because if you think about the timeline, number one, it happened in October. Happened in October. Um, that's yeah, it happened what it in is. October. So the case didn't get light until about this month, mm-hmm. like really, like maybe top well, top of last month in November. But just even the fact that like she she had paid for some of her friends to go on this oh, she trip did. yeah she did she that paid. i didn't know she paid for some of her friends to go and apparently they had stolen money from her as well and i just think it's really it's disheartening to hear <laughs> that those things were transpiring those are not friends and even i don't know i don't know if people have seen the the video clip but um in the fight video that the guy was screaming at shanquilla saying are you gonna fight back and she said no she said no. Like, I honestly think 
that in that moment she didn't want to fight back. She didn't want to fight her friends because those those were her quote unquote friends. Why are we fighting? We're on a trip in in Mexico. Why are we fighting? Paid for your trip and too. Paid for the trip. Paid for your trip. And I just think what what the issue really is is deeply rooted in hatred. It's deeply rooted in jealousy that these people did not want to see Shanquella succeed. She she had her own business. Like she was really doing the thing. Like she she's a black girl and she's winning. And I think those friends did not want to see her continue. And um, I I just think the crazy part is like my thing is I'm never gonna go on a trip with people who don't like me. <laughs> now, granted, she may not have known, but like I I personally, especially out the country, nope, you won't catch me doing it. <laughs> I will not be doing that. <laughs> yeah, um, I think the Mexican uh police or Cabo police uh they started like investigating and things of that nature. Yeah. Thankfully. But I think this brings up a <clears throat> a bigger com- conversation of uh, protecting our own yeah. um, when it's against other black people. Because um, we do a really good job of uh, when it's uh, police versus, you know, black people and yeah. things of that nature. And just um, putting this case, putting those cases out and all that stuff. And it, it was really great to see that um, that we was really like saying like, yo, this happened like. We need to talk about yeah. this. Keep spreading it, black Twitter, yada, yada, yada. Because sometimes that doesn't happen. And we try to, like, and I know um, white people would say, or at least some white people would say, because um, I'm not going to say all of them. Um, they would say, oh, uh, it's police on black crime, but uh, what about black on black crime? Um, we had a conversation at WAA. We had a round table. I know you don't be there as much no more. But um, we were talking about, this specifically and i had brought up i said we have the black you know we have police on wasn't in crime but what about black on black crime because i saw a tweet that was like y'all do all that but like when it's time to really protect our own against our own you know what where's the advocacy and thankfully there was this time but jana had to say like because they weren't they they thinking when i said black on black crime that i meant like because of race no. no, 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 no. Because that that nine times out of ten, actually nine point nine 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 out that. of ten is not that. It's, it's not more that. so of a jealousy thing, yeah. or it's more so of a rid- foolishness thing, really, honestly. Um, and just people being petty, ri- it's petty, just pettiness. Yes, and and just ridiculous about the most minuscule of things, yeah. and end up taking somebody's life because you couldn't control yourself. And then the people around you also didn't stop you from doing what you were what you were doing, and it's it's just more and I and like I said also with uh, Jan and all of them it was like it was it's also about I understand we have the um, impoverished communities we have systematic racism we have all these things that put us in these situations, but eventually and I know we we collectively understand. And need we know we need to change the hoods and all this stuff, but the the advocacy for it and saying saying it against saying that we're against these things is not prevalent enough for me. We it seems like we have gotten complacent or used to these things happening, so then it doesn't get broadcasted enough. Yeah. Or, you know, we deal with in our communities, oh, if he shot them, we're going to make sure we get it back in blood, that type of stuff. And I understand that. That's valid. But at the same time, when you take someone someone's life and then you take their life because they took their life, 
then it's just the endless cycle of hatred yeah. over and over and over again. You could say the same thing for how, and I know this is a stretch right here, but how you you had the um you had us being slave once, and then it just kept happening over and over and over again. And then just even with other things that happened before that, um, just just a lot of like just stuff that it, once you do it once, then you redo it, then you do it again, then you do it again. It keeps spreading over and over again. And it seems like we just got complacent with that. And it, it just really sucks. Yeah. And I think we need to be whistleblower, whistleblowers about yes. seeing black-on-black crime as well. Because when when we see the hatred outside of our community, like when it's black-on-white crime, we scream. We're we're, yeah. we're black and we're proud and we're saying mm-hmm. it loud. And that's You're crying. Great. You killed my baby. Right. You know, that type exactly. of stuff. Exactly. And, and that's great. We love that. But we also need to be intentional about fixing our communities, too. Because that's also a real issue. It's a real issue that we have black on black crime and we have these um, generational cycles of killing our our own brother and our sister over petty offenses. And um, yeah, I just think that it's it's about time that if we're going to also fix the issue of black on white crime, let's also fix the issue of black on black crime as well. Because mm-hmm. that's that's also very detrimental in our community. Yeah, and I feel like the only way to do that, for the most part, is to um, have our voices there to say what we actually need. Because I think they don't. Uh, a lot of people who are outside of the situation don't understand what we need. Um, even me myself, like I moved out of the hood when I was about nine, ten years old. But you know, I know people who who live in those areas still and things of that nature. But even I would have to talk more about to those people about what's happening like it's not even just about oh because he's black he knows what what we need you know it's more so talking about the people to the people in the community or have actually been and talked to those people in those communities and asking them what do we need to help improve and i think equity is is a is a really big thing um not equal equal is equal is a little bit different it's more so about equity and we need equalness too but equity in terms of giving the people exactly what they need not the same amount as other people but exactly what they need so then they can start building it from there yeah um because that that's what equity means it's close to equal but it's just giving the people the right resource like you're not going to give somebody who's homeless a million dollars but you're going to give them a place you know to stay probably, yeah it's a share you know? then yeah. we can work our way from there and as you build your knowledge or right. put in work and in, in whatever you're doing then we start to increase it mm-hmm. because if you go from zero to a hundred that's that's too quick you yeah. know like you gotta like it's levels to it there's levels to things yeah. you know and that and that's the same thing well in these communities because still you can't just hand you all the money in the world um and that, that's another conversation about reparations as well hmm. that's a that's a <laughs> hmm. because technically we gotta do because you we deserve some stuff but at the same time that has to that's a slippery slope too. I mean, I think it starts with our HBCUs. I really do think. You talking about giving HBCUs the money? Yes, first? absolutely. We, I think HBCUs, like, not to even really go off topic, no, no, no. but go I off, just, off, I really off. honestly think that a part of our reparations is pouring into our community for education. Like, there are black students who are attending HBCUs, historically black colleges and universities, and I think that those students who are seeking that higher education, our reparations need to, to start there. Free education. Okay, so then what about for people who don't go to HBCUs? That's a good question. I think for those who don't go to HBCUs, I mean... 
You see, because then you that, see, and, and it does get tricky there. But I I feel like they deserve it as well. I mean, it doesn't take away the deserve fact deserve. Yes, and giving deserve and allocation. Yes, that's three different things. You know. Yes, deserve. They deserve. I'm not saying they don't deserve it because you know they given. I've seen the government give out reparations mm. to <clears throat> a lot of other people that don't look like us. Um, well, for I'm things talking, that happen. I'm talking about repara- reparations in the black community. No, no, no. I know. I'm just saying. So, like, deserving it, and then the the giving out of it. I mean, we're already what trillions of dollars in debt. Yeah. So it's whatever at this point. You might as well just get what what's above trillions. I don't even know what's above that. Beyond, <laughs> literally beyond me. Yeah. You might you know you might as well just keep keep the debt going. We ain't never paying it off. All right. Like it's just not happening. Unless we find the the gold mine of gold mines. Like we ain't we ain't paying that off. So you might as well just increase it, but I, I understand. I, we we deserve it. I I get that. I, I that that that's true. But at the same time, how are we, you know, allocating that? Like that that's my main thing. I feel like reparations yeah. are definitely something that need to happen. And really, the reparations, if we're being honest, reparations would be just about this whole country because we built it on our backs. Literally, you can't have cotton and like the the stuff that you have without us like literally i understand it's kind of hard to give out reparations to some different people because there are white people who have black blood you know there are black people who have some white blood there are some black people who are part indian part asian part african part uh south american like this this it's it's a little bit of a weird it's a slippery slope like it really is because it's really y'all messed us up during slavery but that's a whole another mess up lineage and stuff like that it it's it's a hard thing to it's such a hard thing to like, like in in theory, you know, you're like, oh yeah, just give out the money. But how how is how does that mean? Because somebody's getting left out. Somebody's going to be left That's out. That's a good point. And somebody gonna be mad, and not everybody's gonna share their money, respectfully. So how do we go about getting reparations for our community when there's such a gray line? That's 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 what I'm trying to figure out because that doesn't. It's a hard thing to do. I, I think it should be. There should be some form of payment. Because um, laws and policies, that ain't enough. As we've seen, laws and policies can only do so much. Because some people, actually, because America, people in America are still going to find loopholes to not uphold those things. Okay. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. It. I, I just, I don't know. Like, honestly, like that. that's the, the best, well, the better way to say it. I, I don't know, but I, I do want it to happen. It's just, that's a hard thing to do it is it definitely is but i think like i was saying before i think it goes maybe maybe retracting my statements for individuals but just pouring into institutions that have um historical remnants of black foundations like hbcus i feel like funding hbcus and allowing for money to flow within those institutions is a part of reparations like it may not it may not go specific specifically to black individuals, but we're pouring into the foundations of HBCUs, and I think that's where reparations can start. Okay, that's fair, that's fair. But um, overall, <laughs> just get back on topic a little bit because that that's a good conversation yeah. though, and that's that that's a definitely something I, I, I want to expand on one day. I'm um, trying to do my own research yeah, and everything. Definitely. Um, but you know, just overall back to the Shanquilla thing, I, I yeah. keep saying, I don't remember how to say her name per- properly. Is that the way to say it? I Was it Shanquilla? Shanquilla. Okay. Yeah. 
I had a friend back uh, home named uh, Jaquila. I mean Jaquila. Sorry, I, mm-hmm. I call I called her Jaquila because I that was that's how I joked around. Yeah, I joked around. I called her Keila. That shout out to my friend Keila. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> she was in my grade. Um, but know your friends. Um, advocate for our people, no matter what type of situation. And you know we have to believe them. Um, and, but if you're on the fence, then just bring awareness to the situation and go from there. Cause sometimes people be lying too. Yeah. So it's 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 like it's it's so hard. It's so hard to walk this line, but cause it ain't straight. Oof. The line ain't straight. Definitely <laughs> it's, not. It's not straight. So you know, use your own discretion. Uh, and if you're religious, you know, pray to God, ask for guidance. And if you're not, you know, use your own discretion. <laughs> use your friends and other people, <laughs> and use your own discretion. Um. So uh, one last thing for news today. I saw um. I, I sent it to you, but uh, LeBron James, basically, he calls for Jerry Jones to get the same treatment as Kyrie Irving. We've talked about Kyrie Irving on his podcast before, just mm-hmm. about how he um, posted, shared a documentary that was about borderline anti-Semitism. Actually, anti-Semitism, um, anti-Semitism is, you know, basically the opposite of Jews. Semitism is Jewish. Anti-Semitism, you're anti-Jewish, yada, yada, yada. Um, basically the whole conversation, especially just dealing with Kanye as well. And then Kyrie is the fact that black people used to be Jews. This is technically a fact to an extent because technically all people used to be black. That's a whole nother conversation. That is a whole nother conversation. Um, Hebrews and Israelites. If you, you know, if you think about it real quick, Middle Eastern, Africa, what people live there. I'll leave that up to y'all from there. I'm not going to go yeah, more we into got, that. We to, I'll get a part two for that one. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going more into that. But um, basically, you know, they came under fire and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, granted, that more so current stuff, it happened right away. They got canceled culture, got on it right away. Um, Kyrie Irving couldn't play basketball for a little, had to go through all these hoop laws and whatever, whatever, just for posting a documentary. Didn't say what he did or did not believe in, which did go against him, but that also should be for him as well because you don't know. And But he didn't care to explain on it, so that made it worse. Yada, yada, yada. Mm-hmm. Okay. But so then we get to the Jerry Jones thing. Basically, Jerry Jones, who's the uh, owner of the Cowboys, you know, yes. he's like one of the biggest figures in the NFL. Everybody knows him. It's the owner of the Cowboys. It's literally the freaking Cowboys. Everybody knows about the Cowboys. A picture showed up of Jerry Jones in 1957 being one of the teenagers who were blocking slash watching black kids come into a desegregated Arizona school. Uh, Jones was uh, 14 14 years old. He's about one month away from turning 15 years old. Uh, There was a Washington Post article about the photo and Jones' history with black people uh, in his childhood, and then also with him not hiring black coaches, which they, which is a big thing in the mm-hmm. NFL. There are less than five coaches in the NFL. I think there's three black coaches in the NFL, That's and there's crazy. a lot of people who are qualified. And Jerry Jones has never hired a black head coach. He's hired some black like staff and stuff, but that was not until I think it was back in like 19. No, it was in 2008. It was either 2008 or like 1998 was the last time he hired one. Either way, it's been it's been, long. It's been over 10 years. It's been, it's been so over long. a decade. And so the thing was, LeBron was like, y'all asked that people, media was at, because it's LeBron. Everybody asks LeBron about everything. They ask him about soccer. They ask him about random stuff that happened in black culture. They ask him about his other kids, his family, other like, teammates, yeah. other people on different teams. That's why they ask him about Kyrie. 
and everybody knows LeBron is a big Cowboys fan. Um, or was was now because he said he's not a fan of how Jerry Jones uh reacted with the Colin Kaepernick stuff. Browns fan now. Yeah, he's a Brown. Yes, I mean that's his hometown, home area, area. I guess, because he could actually technically go for Cincinnati or um or Cleveland. Yeah. First of all, how did Ohio get two? You know, teams. How did that happen? I don't know. That's a really good question. (laughs) That's a really good (laughs) because of all like people, you know, all like states to get two teams. And the fact that California only had one team before then, and then but but Ohio, Ohio had two, two teams and successful two teams at that. Like you know, it's just like I'm not too much. I'm just I'm just saying overall. I know they're in your division. Yeah, little, okay, they're in your division. I know you're a Ravens fan. You know, <laughs> Cincinnati Bengals. <laughs> but like, it's just I don't know. That rubs me a little bit the wrong. way. Actually, you have both of them in division. That's yeah, weird. We the Browns, yeah, the Browns, yeah, we do. Yeah, the, and, and we, no, um, just the Bengals, just the Bengals. No, it's the Browns, Browns and the too. Bengals. The Browns and the Bengals are in our division. God, Lee, that don't make no sense. <laughs> <laughs> that don't make no sense. I'm sorry, yeah. on track. Um, but to the point. To the point. LeBron <laughs> got LeBron didn't get asked about it, and then he yeah. literally was like, "I'm kind of disappointed in y'all that y'all didn't ask me about this." Granted, and LeBron was like, "This happened back in 1950s, like." Yeah. We understand, like, he could be a totally different person. I mean, we, there's no evidence to suggest that he is that much. Granted, because he didn't um, kneel, or he was, he was like, if you're against the flag. Yeah. Um, he told then bah, 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 all bah, bah, of his bah, bah, players that if you kneel, then that's it for you. Mm-hmm. He so. said that. I mean, he's Jerry Jones. I mean, listen, you ain't going to be the owner of the Cowboys unless you a real American <laughs> type guy, you know? <laughs> I'm, I'm just that's saying. That's a good point. And eventually, Jerry Jones did end up kneeling with the players. Um, there's a picture of him kneeling down. Okay. Um, but was that before or was that after that was like he got? After. Was that after he was outed for not? I'm assuming it was definitely after. Okay. So um, there's that. And you know, in Colin Kaepernick, he been a little weird. Uh, you know, since you know, since the thing happened, he had a little political stunt type thing and all yeah. that. But um, that's neither here nor there. But that's a whole another conversation. I think we, we talked about that on here as well. Um, at least 34 episodes a lot of episodes man Talk um, about a lot. over two years I can't I can't remember everything about to be three years Jesus Christ hallelujah um, <laughs> but basically Brown was just mad and not not mad but just like okay what's what's going on like why didn't you say anything to me about this especially considering he was a big Cowboys fan so yeah. um, he was like, keep that same energy. You know, y'all came at Kyrie and then y'all asked me about Kyrie and all this type of stuff. But just posting a documentary, not even saying what he believed or didn't believe. But y'all can't y'all not questioning me about that. And the reporter tried to cut him off. He said, I don't, yeah, I'm not I finished. That. He said, I'm not finished. He and then did. he left. He left gracefully after he finished what he said. That was great. Yeah, I think. And, I, and that's why I like LeBron. I do, because one thing about him is he's going to advocate. He's going to stand up and he's going to use his platform. And he has done that um, throughout his entire career um but as far as the jerry jones picture now i did take a look at the picture and i don't know if you like if you see like his face he looks quite confused now i'm not advocating for this man but this man look like he said in his statements he did say he had some curiosity but they knew about it ahead of time so okay so because I, I read, the, I read like majority of the article. First of all, the article was long as shit. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that article was like I was scrolling and I'm scrolling. And I'm like, I wonder how much is left. <laughs> still scrolling, still scrolling. I was like, yo, like what's this article so long? But basically, he Jerry Jones has played football, hence why he's the owner. Yada yada yada. 
Um, basically, his coach told him the day before or something like that. All yeah. the teammates, yo, don't go to this. We don't need y'all in trouble. Oh, we need y'all insight. to be on the team. Yes. I didn't know that. They, yes, they told him, like, yo, don't go, yada, yada, yada. He ended up going anyway. Curious, whatever. And he literally said in his statement also, which is kind of contradictory, he's like, well, I was curious, but at the same time, I just didn't want to get in trouble by my coach. Why'd you go anyway? Why'd you go anyway? Wow. You know, like, yo, like, he literally told you not to go. And so, like, you know, and... And I looked into his history as well. His his pops owned a convenience store, um, and he actually let people, um, like black people, shop there. Mm-hmm. But then I read a little more, and he's also his dad was like, "Well, having them shop at a store is a little bit different than going to school with them." I was like, "Okay, okay, okay." I see so there's levels. We're looking at the root, the, there's a little bit yeah. of levels, you know. And mm-hmm. then Jerry Jones also says, he's like, "I never had problems talking to black people, yada yada yada." I mean, he he has an NFL team, so you know he has to interact with black people. But that doesn't mean that you want to give them the same, you know, rights and things of that nature as you. So it's it's a lot of like, yeah yeah yeah, you know what I mean? <laughs> Thank you for that insight, Julian. No, no because I, it's my job. <laughs> I, I definitely think having that understanding now, because I didn't look too deep into the into his history as far as his family. Um, but I think Jerry Jones, LeBron is right. We need to talk more about situations like that that arise because those get swept under the rug and nobody ever talks about how Jerry Jones was standing in front of in front of the high school and he was blocking black people from coming in. Mm-hmm. Nobody talks about that. Blocking slash watching. We don't know. Either Why, way, we, he was a part of it. I, in some okay. aspect. In the, in the picture, he was standing near. He was standing near. He was standing near. He was standing near. But his face, like like I was saying, his face did look kind of confused. But now that you but say that. But that's a picture, though. Right. You know, but we now don't know that you what, say no. that, he knew prior to the day that mm-hmm. this was going to happen. Mm-hmm. That changes the entire narrative. And for Jerry Jones to come out and say, I was a 14-year-old boy and I was curious, you were curious, but you knew. You you can't be so oblivious because at the time, segregation was a real thing. Yeah, and they knew. It was a real thing. They and knew. You, you see, you see what's going on. Like, and they act, they turned those kids away. Also, like those absolutely. black those black kids got turned away. Like it worked. Mm-hmm. So what, whatever they did, and whether he um, was um, a part of it or not, and helped you know go against them or not. His yeah. presence helped those kids turned away, turn away. Crazy. Granted, it could have happened without him being there, but he was a part of it. Yeah, and I think the the deeper issue to this too is that reporters have to do better with doing their job as well. Because if we're going to be reporters and we're going to report on everything and we're going to be holistic, then we need to make sure that we are asking those questions um, when it comes to black black athletes and we're asking those questions when it comes to white team owners. Mm-hmm. We have to be consistent. So, journalism, journalism is a great thing, but you have to learn how to do your job. Mm-hmm. We're gonna be those, you know. <laughs> I mean, who knows? If I get something in entertainment or something like that, I'm, I'm taking Jewels. it. <laughs> you, you add a little gospel to it. Yo, <laughs> put me on the track. <laughs> um, but this, oh, there was another thing. See, it's, I had to scroll down in my notes a little bit. Um. <laughs> Uh, Stephen A. Also, Stephen A. Smith said it's not fair to him because, again, he's 14 year old and not even an adult yet. So again, that still plays to the factor of him being 
He's young. You know, he's going to make mistakes. You know, stuff okay. happens. Because even though it is segregation, like you said, and I agree. Yeah. He's 14. He's 14. You know, he's, yeah, 14, he's 14 years old. You know, so I, I understand that. And so it, it's not exactly super fair to criticize it all the way. But our our problem is not the criti- criticize it. Criticize 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 Criticism. Criti- no, is there a zization word for that? No, there isn't. I think it's criticism. It's just criticism. Yeah. Damn, I tried to be smart. All right. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but uh, it, it's it's more so of just raising the question, you know. Yeah. And that, and it just it was just surprising to LeBron specifically, and even to me, that he just didn't get a question about it, and he was berated with questions about. Kyrie Irving. Now, him and Kyrie Irving used to play, and they won a championship together, scoring forty point games back to back. You know, and stuff yeah. like that in the finals. But it was just very interesting that, you know, that he just didn't get a question about it, and that, and that, and that 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 just threw him off, and it it threw me off. So, um, but uh, any last words regarding that, Ashlyn? I love LeBron. I'm not a huge LeBron fan overall. Um, I love that man. Giannis blocked the hell out of him yesterday, though. Ooh, right. That was a great block. Great block. I didn't watch the game. They won the game. Um, the Lakers. Lakers won. Lakers won. Um, but Shout out to you, LeBron. It was Middleton's first game back. Those are my last words. What? You love LeBron? Yeah. Like, what do you mean by love? I love that man. Exactly. Like, never mind. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm just going to. No, gonna, he's I'm just a really, he's a family man. <laughs> he is. I love him because he calls people out and he's going to say what he needs to say. He uses his platform. I love LeBron the person. And I yeah. love LeBron the athlete as well. But just sometimes he just irks me sometimes with some of the things that he does. Some, and that's, but that's every that's player. Every, every player, every person, you know, you're going to have those icks. Oh, that's know? another thing. Bron be capping. Bron be capping. Oh, not the Bron be capping. You know, but you don't be seeing the 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 memes for that. Nah. So okay, so there's a few about LeBron. So LeBron, there's, there's like few things with him. He'll do he'll do this thing. Well, one, he's always on the first page of a book. Have okay. you seen that? Like every time he, okay. he's like reading a book, he never get past the first page. And on top of that, like when Kobe scored 81 points, he had an interview. And we know he was capping because he was like, he was like, he was like, it's before the game started happening. He was like, yeah, I just, I just knew he was going to score 81. You know, I just, I just knew he was going to have a big game. I saw him before the game. <laughs> like, he be, I saw Brian be capping and he, he'll like be like, he said, well, he be saying interviews like, he like, yeah, I just knew this was going to happen. You know, I just, the, the sky was blue. The sun, the sun, the cloud, you know, like, he, you got to look these memes up. I can't believe you okay, missed this. Okay, no, I, I have no idea, oh but gosh. we will not take any LeBron hate. It's not hate. It's on, not hate. It's just, Or it's LeBron call-out culture. LeBron, no, he be, call, LeBron, no, he be capping, bro. Like, nah, LeBron, we got to call that out. LeBron, no. if you lying, come on. I'm showing come you, on. I'm showing you these memes afterwards, but please, it's, it's a big thing. Because every time it's, <laughs> He, everybody is there's a whole meme going out like when something happening like before like if somebody scored 40 it's it's, all, it's that picture of lebron in that interview saying i knew this was gonna happen i just knew this was gonna happen man you know i talked to him before the game you know like it, this is one of my favorite memes i'm not gonna lie it's it's hilarious even when it's something political like because i be following basketball accounts so then you see a lebron thing right. underneath with something that has nothing to do with him yeah i just <laughs> I just knew USA was going to, you know, pull out the dub today. <laughs> like, oh, Lord. You know, like, just the, random the, stuff. The World Series? Yeah, the World I'm Series crying. and stuff. Also, they play today at 2 o'clock. What team? Um, 
uh, USA and versus uh, Netherlands. Okay. Netherlands. Okay. Um, by the by the time this podcast comes out, it'll be whatever. But on to uh, the thick of it for the uh, the rest of the podcast. You know, we got out of the news segment, talked about it a lot, and there's there's even more I can talk about as well. There's Brittany Griner. There's more stuff with that. There's um. Some other stuff, but listen, I, I I ain't trying to have this be too long. All right, we already have 50, <laughs> 55 minutes. You know, like uh, I got and I got other stuff I want to talk about because you you are a very you know busy individual and you got a lot of things you could talk about as well. So I want I you know I got my friend on the podcast finally. So um, whew, go on to the next thing. <laughs> End of the semester. Um, again, we go to the illustrious. Morgan State, State University. University. We're about to graduate in spring 2023. I'm literally about to do an interview for one of my projects right after this podcast using one of these mics. We are closing out. <laughs> we are closing out the year. It is that time. Yeah. And we're reaching that point. And we, we talked about this like two, three days ago. Mm-hmm. You know, time to get a job. It's time to get an internship. It's time. It's time to, you know to really start moving our careers forward and you know and one of the things that plays a part in all this is you have senioritis and you have your organization she's the president of two orgs god bless her heart you know you know like it's there's a lot of things going Mm -hmm. on and i just want to have a conversation just about this journey that we're on towards the end Hmm. you know jill i'm so happy to be here at the end I really am. We're closing out in the fall semester of 22. And I can just say that this semester has been a roller coaster. Like, literally, so many highs, so many lows. Like, just learning. And even in my senior year, I'm still learning how to balance, how to manage. And which I think is a really good thing. But, mm-hmm. you know, I'm just happy to be closing out. Because when I tell you guys the semester be semestering, Oh, semester, and that's a no. Oh my gosh! (laughs) But I just think for me, I think this year I've really been trying to focus on my mental health because in previous semesters I have allowed school to determine how I feel. Um, not even just like like how I feel about myself, how I feel about my grades, how I feel about just a lot of things. And I personally, I never liked how that like school could control my emotions in that way. And so this semester was more like I'm taking back, like I'm getting back everything that school thought it could take from me. And I've just really been focusing on staying level-headed and understanding the goal, understanding what I have to do, but also allowing myself to, to feel and also listening to my body too. Like if I need to rest, I'm going to take time to rest. Or if I can't show up to class today, I'm sorry, I can't. Or if I can't show up to internship, I just can't. I'm sorry because I have to prioritize me. So I think that's something I've learned. And um, you can attest to the struggles that we both had <laughs> over these past four years. Talk about growth. Yeah, it's been a, it's been a lot of growth. I'm but, always on you about you taking care of your mental health and I'll be trying to do the same for me. Yeah, It's... It's hard. It's, 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 it's really, hard. that's real. Like mental, like managing your mental health is very hard, but you just really have to be intentional about trying. If you're not taking care of your mental health, then like eventually you're going to reach a point to where you hit a wall. 
um, and that wall shows no mercy. You know, it, it really does, and, and you you'll run smack into it, and it's day near an invisible wall like that because you know you're nearing it, but you keep running anyway, yeah. and you hit it hard because you're just running. Mm-hmm. Like one of my songs, running, 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 running. It's been gone. Yeah. Like it's it's. I don't know if like if y'all took a deep dive into my lyrics or anything, but it's about literally I'm just running all the time. And I know you run all the time. Mm -hmm. And a lot of us in student orgs, but just who really just want who just want to be successful in our lives. We just we're just always running. And, you know, like I literally say, like one of my lyrics might always be working on the fritz. I'm going on a blitz like because I'm just doing stuff. And my mind may not be Fritz, meaning like it's, you know, it's like it's it's on the Fritz, like it's on the fringe of hitting a, a wall. It's on the yeah. fringe of going a little bit insane, but mm-hmm. I'm still going on a, a blitz like, you know, in a blitz in football. That's basically a lot of people are running towards the QB to get a sack or to apply pressure. And that's that's literally me a lot of the times. And that that's that's a lot of us. And. Mm-hmm. When it's our senior year and we're trying to prioritize graduation or sometimes people don't even prioritize graduation and they're prioritizing their oars and stuff like that instead of trying to, you know, graduate and getting out and getting out. And some people might not be ready for getting out. So then they prolong it. But that that's fine. But a lot of people get their priorities mixed up because they end up putting too much effort into things that are important. They're definitely important, but you have to find a balance because at the end of the day, you're here, you're a student first, whether you say student athlete or student leader or like student aide or whatever, whatever you're, you are, you're a student first. That has never changed. A lot of people think that they're here for like organizations or they're here for, um, to um, do all these great things at the school, but you're also here for an education. Yeah. And, and education is the extent of your connections as well. Mm-hmm. Because me personally, I go to school for networking and connections. Hence why I changed my major to multimedia journalism because I felt like that was the best way to use my ability to network and get connections, you know? So, like, it's those type of things is why I came to college. Then I... I have to take a break. Like I'm not president of my organization anymore because I realize I have to, I have to put myself first, but I'm still doing other things, but it's like, I have to take a step back and work on the things that I know need to be done first. You know, like if I wasn't, if I was still president, I probably would not have the time to do my podcast because that's a lot of more energy that I have to put into it. And I know, like, if you weren't, you know, doing as much, you could put it into other things. Like, when you take it out, you could put towards things that have mean more in the long run and things of that nature. And there are, and the things you do also mean more in the long run. But I'm saying, like, there's yeah. different, you know, if there's just you have to pick and choose your battles. You do. And then you then you have senioritis on top of that. You know, like with all those things going on, you just have you're like, yo, I'm tired of school. Mm-hmm. I'm not even talking about from a third person. No, I am tired of school. I'm sick of it, especially with this major. Because it's like, yo, I know how to do majority of the things that I need to do. At this point, I just need experience. Yeah. 
I mean, don't you be feeling the same way about that? Yeah, a lot? I do. I feel like a lot of the stuff that we learn in uh, the school of global journalism, it could, it can be very repetitive. Um, but I think for our major, it's more so application. Like mm-hmm. we take what we learn from inside the classroom, and you can choose whether or not you want to apply it. But really, your experience is what's going to get you where you need to go. Um, classes, of course, are important too, but yeah, definitely. definitely the experience piece. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, definitely. But I mean, as we kind of like finish out this semester, we got about a week and a half left or so. Oh, thank God. <sighs> Glory to God. <laughs> thank God. Uh, it's just like, this is it, you know? Like, my parents have already bought tickets to, you know, not tickets, but like bought like an Airbnb. You know, and some in my extended family to come here and watch my graduation. You know, like it's it's that time. You know, like I like I'm at the point now where I keep telling people, I'm like I like I gotta pass now. Like you know, I gotta, yeah. I have, I can't, I can't not pass this assignment. You know, I can't not graduate. I can't because they they you know it's not even just them, but it's a personal thing. I may I literally put things in motion to make sure I graduated on time because they was playing with me <laughs> and I got it done still. So I like, it's not even just for them. It's to me. I want to get out of here. And I know, I know you want to get out of here too. You know? Absolutely. I'm, I'm trying to, I'm trying to get my cap and gown, you know, get out of here. I'm going to get like Darius. I'm trying to get like Darius. You know, Darius was on the pod about uh, four, five, six episodes ago, whatever yeah. for the NFL episode. He he graduating in, uh, in the two, two weeks yeah, two two weeks or so, weeks. like you know I'm trying to I'm trying to get like that man and I'm just trying to make sure I have internships yeah. and all that type of stuff and actually I, I would like to speak to that just a little bit about because even not even just in our major but in just about every major you need experience at somewhere. And I was just talking to a sophomore like yesterday, and he I had seen him around, and I talked to him before. Mm-hmm. And instead of just making small talk, I was like, I said, what year? You know, you sophomore? Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I said, yo, get an internship. Like, I'm like, like honestly, like, because even with the, the A's locking yesterday, I'm like, I'm getting to a point where I'm like, I love having conversations about random stuff, yada, yada, yada. But, like, I'm at a point now where I'm trying to help people, or yeah. you're trying to help me. Of course, we're trying to have fun stuff still, but, like, we we need to be helping each other out on a business aspect more. We have all this fun and working these oars and all this type of stuff. But what about professional help and actually telling people what they need to know? What about um what um classific what classes do they need to take in order to graduate? The three classes that we have to take in our major to graduate. Like all those different types of things. Like I feel like those conversations should be had more. I do too. And I, I feel like especially if you're you're a senior, I feel like your give back should be adopting those freshmen and those sophomores and juniors and teaching them, learning and showing them how it should go because we love our advisors. We do. We love them very much, but a lot of times they may misstep. And so I think it's important to have a mentor, you know, Mm -hmm. who can show you the way who can kind of guide you and lead you. And it's even on a personal aspect too. When you have someone who is around your age, who can kind of push you and advocate, um, for internships and, and doing schoolwork and projects and things like that, you're more apt to go and do those things because there's somebody who's been in your shoes and I, I can look at this person and say, they're where I'm at. So I can go ahead and follow through. But, yeah, I definitely think internships are so, 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 so important. Very. Like, 
I couldn't even say it enough. Like even fellowships, like mm-hmm. you can't forget about fellowships. Those fellowships count. are also great as well. <laughs> and you get, you know, paid to go yeah. to, the, go to, to, yeah, to work for them and like living situations. Yep. Yeah. Conventions and things like that, because that'll all show you like for this, like this past summer um, with ABJ, we were able to go to Las Vegas Before I joined. and it's okay. Jew, it's okay. I know, it's, I know, I know. God is going to work out. He's going to work know, out. I know, I know, I know, I know. But we were able to go to ABJ, um, well, the national convention over the summer. And Can that you tell people what that is? Okay, so <laughs> okay, so basically, the National Association for Black Journalists hosts a career convention every year. And so those who are part of the organization usually they can go um, with Morgan State University. We were actually able to go for free because the school paid for our chapter to go. So that's what that is. And while you're there, you make connections. There's workshops. There's internship opportunities. There's there are a lot of people who work in the field who actually go to those things. So it's like it's it's really just like a family reunion for journalism majors. But you also can make a lot of connections there as well. And I think that is so important. Like, and I know that they have conventions not just for journalism, but they have them for business. I'm sure they have they have them for the STEM department as well. Oh, word! They so, have stuff for that. Yeah, too. because I think our research program just went to California. A Are you talking weeks. about for the school as a whole? Okay. Yeah. So like, and there's different areas where you can you can go to conventions and stuff like that. But networking is so so important, and definitely get into those internships because it's definitely gonna help. But on the burnout piece, make sure you're learning to say no. Hmm. That's oh. what I learned. Oh, look at you. We in here, y'all. Look at we you. learned to say no. It took me four years, but I'm here. Oh, wow. And I can say no. Mm. I'm not doing that. Sorry. Mm-hmm. I, I would like my credit for the help uh, <laughs> that I... Uh, I, I give I Julian gave. like two cents on that. Two cents. Two? Two. Two cents out of what? Two cents. Out of? The dollar. <laughs> two cents ah uh, whatever all right whatever you know oh, lord knows <laughs> lord knows uh, <laughs> but uh yeah i'm i'm listen I'm, I'm about burnt out a little bit too but you got to get rejuvenated by um you know what the things that that hold you that hold you together uh yeah. for me i'm some of you as well you know god um family um friends you know really like i've been reading the bible um more often i think i'm on luke chapter 11 right now okay. i'm reading st- i'm starting at luke uh because i want to read the story of jesus um and then kind of go from there uh yeah so and then also do our uh devotionals and stuff i got a little little group chat for devotionals and stuff so Love devotionals um, I think I, I need a little bit more though. That's why I was trying to start reading that or try to do a little bit more with that because I feel like that'll help me be more in tune with with uh, God and Christ and yeah. everything. Uh, it's a it's a personal choice. Like a lot of things, like I tell people, like these are nobody's forcing me to do this stuff. Um, yeah. The choices that I make, they're personal at this point. My parents had an effect on it, of course, and the people around me have an effect on it. But um, yeah. if I was listening to everybody around me, I wouldn't be, you know, doing this podcast. If I was just listening to, you know, every single person, I wouldn't be doing this podcast. I wouldn't be a Christian anymore. You know, like I wouldn't be as devout in certain different things as I am. But I, I have to make these personal choices based off of, 
you know, the information that I gather and praying and um, mm-hmm. talking to God and things of that nature. Can I, I, and I, I kind of want to dive into that just a little bit because uh, I'm a PK, preacher's kid and everything. And you're also a PK, yes, I am. Uh, double PK, PK squared. I'm really. not a PK squared. PK squared. My mom is a minister, but my grandparents are pastors. So. Both of them? Yeah. GPK squared. I mean, G, wait. Grand, GPK. Grand, grand, G, G, GKP. Anyways, <laughs> <laughs> yes, a line of pastors in the family. It's yeah, we love that. We, we love do. That. We, we do. We it. actually we do. Love it. We love it. I mean, like I, I like that had a huge effect on me growing up because, dude, it's like I'm I'm the preacher's kid. Like you know, like yeah. it's he was like second preacher, but like still like you know like I was. It was like, oh, he's the he he can't do this, he can't do that, he can't, you know, like that time. I talked about it with Josiah in the in the last part I had, but I was like, dude, like I'm a normal person, just yeah, <laughs> like don't put me on this pedestal, and that's why, uh, you know, you hear about like a lot of end up PKs and stuff end up going off the deep end for a while because they get pressured to yeah. to be a certain way, and then they end up rebelling because y'all thought of them to be a certain way, yeah, and that happens with you can think about it when it comes to athletes and stuff of that nature. You know, because they because they get pressured to be a certain way and, you know, do that, they end up doing other stuff because it's like I need a break from this. I need to prove to them that I'm not this way, you know? Yeah. Um, it's a it's an interesting thing. I mean, have people ever like come up to you in that, that type of way before with, yeah, with that I mean, stigma? I still get that today. Like yeah. just wearing Christ on my back, people have hold me to a certain standard. Now I don't mind it because at some point it does become an accountability piece because mm-hmm. people look to you as an example, essentially. Um, so I don't mind it, but I think that there there's a line that needs to be drawn to. Like Amen. when we look at Christians or even when we look at preachers, kids, they're going to fall. And I was talking about this in another podcast too. They're like, we are human. We're not perfect. And I'm not Jesus. I, I will never I'm be Julian, perfect. bro. Literally, like I'm Ash, like I will never be a perfect person. So I'm going to fall. I'm going to sin. And you don't have any say in my relationship with Christ. You don't because it's like this. It's not this. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I definitely still even get that today. But what I've learned is I'm going to do me regardless. And the conversations that I have with the Lord are what I have with the Lord. And he will give me the convictions if I'm doing something that I'm not supposed to be doing. So, but it took me a while to get there too, because it, it definitely is a lot of pressure being a preacher's kid and growing up with the spotlight on you, your entire family, and even other people in the church are looking at you and your, your family, because you are the first family, you are supposed to set the example. And then of course you don't want to disappoint your parents because you know, they, <laughs> they teach and they, they, they uphold the household um, rules and regulations. And of course you don't want to disappoint them. So it definitely is a lot of pressure, but at some point you have to learn to relinquish it too. And it's good to walk. It's good to walk in Christ. It's definitely good to walk in Christ, but it's also good to learn and experience as well. And that's not to say to put yourself out there, like, and like force yourself to experience, but there will be times where you're going to have those experiences where you're going to need Christ. So. Oh yeah, most definitely. I mean, for me, one thing that is, I mean, it bothers me to a certain extent. It's just how some people like come up to me and be like um yeah that's why he's so christ-like or i don't know like it's just sometimes it's just out of like context like i don't i'm not saying it's a bad thing 
That's that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying it's just sometimes you just you expect me to be a certain way. Like uh, like I talked about it on here a few times. Like I cuss. Like it's it's whatever. Um, I don't want to cuss all the time though. I, I think it's more so. It's still it's it's something that I'm still figuring out for myself. Um, because it's 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 a form of expression for me. It's not the end all be all, but it's still a sin regardless. Um, and I can own up to that. Um, but like it's just like little things. Like if I do that, or if I do something else that they just don't expect, that I I have desires just like everyone else, you know, and just things of that nature. And when they just come up to me and act like, oh my gosh, you think that way? Like, bro, I'm I'm a man. Like I'm a man. Like you're a woman. Like every like, bro. Like why? Like let's not act like. I'm just some crazy, like, uh, super devout, like, super, oh, you can't do this type person. Like, no, I'm, I'm like, bro, I'm a 21-year-old senior college student. Like, come on, like, let's, let's, let's be real yeah. here. Like, I'm not like everybody else. I know that for sure, for sure, for sure. But at the same time, if you really my friend, you should, you should know, like, I'm, I'm a regular person just like, yo, of course I'm different everybody's different and i know that i like the way i choose to go about different things is mm-hmm. i mean yeah different things are, are different like i i get that but at the same time like i'm just sick of having to be like yeah like i i have i, I think like that's times too like i i have problems too like or i want to have fun too like it's yeah it, it, it's just again personal choices that i make mm-hmm. just because i make a personal choice doesn't mean that I don't have desires and I don't I don't make mistakes or think about making mistakes just like the rest of y'all. I'm yeah. I'm only human and that's why literally Jesus died on the cross for our sins. So we can be human and be able to bounce back from these mistakes and stuff. We're twenty one I mean you're twenty one too. Yeah, you're, mm-hmm. we're both twenty one years old, like but you know, we're we're people at the mm-hmm. end of the day, you know. And I think a lot of that stems from the fact that in church we don't have those conversations like and we don't have problem. conversations about what's real like what actually lives in our brain like mm-hmm. we don't have those conversations because everything is don't do this don't do this or this will happen that's the problem and so because we don't have those open and candid conversations about what's real like Why? what i could actually experience as a christian living in a world that is corrupt then you have people who think, oh, you're not supposed to think that. Well, why can't I think that? I Why can't I think that? I'm human. Like, I'm going to have those those feelings. I'm going to have those thoughts. It's, it's really just about what you do with them after. But I do think that we just have to have more, com- more real conversations about, you know, the life of being a Christian and a human. And it's sad to say that we even have to put those two, like, we have to separate those two. But... You know, we are human still, and we do still have thoughts, and we still have feelings. And, you know, that's just going to happen, you know? <laughs> it is. Great, great, great job, uh, Reverend Wilson. <laughs> 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 great, 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 great. Have you ever preached a sermon before? No, I taught a Bible study. I mean, I I, I was there. Yeah. I was there. <laughs> Which Bible study were you at? The one CTC. Oh, oh yes, Jude. Jude yes, was so at that Bible study. That's I taught another one earlier this semester i think how you did see yeah. I, I i ain't see you over there so like i didn't, I didn't know what your status was with them still. yeah you be busy you know you can't looking busy you're not you're not superwoman i'm not 
Oh, oh, she says it. I'm not Superwoman. Okay. I can't do everything. All right, fine. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just making sure. You, I'm just making sure you understand. Um, but um, just uh, one more, uh, two, two more things, two more quick things. Um, I know you. I don't. Did you start listening to music a little bit more? So you got a little more free time and everything. Um, that's a good question, Jude. This year, I really have not been listening to a lot of music. Really? Like a lot of, uh, I'll say a lot of secular music. Yeah. Mm, so a lot of uh, hallelujah. Yeah. Like, Lord, we love you. <laughs> I, yeah. I'm kind of. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Ain't nothing wrong with it. Separated myself a little bit. Now, don't get me wrong. I will listen every now and then. Like, I haven't completely cut it out. Mm-hmm. But I haven't been listening to music as I used to. No, that's fine. Um, but uh, this is just one thing I wanted to talk about in regards to uh, the end of the year uh, Spotify uh, ah. and um, Apple Music rap. Yeah. Um. So uh, I'm assuming you probably haven't looked at it yet. No, I have um, not. That's fine. That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> but um, let's see yours, though, Jude. What we got going on? Whoa, whoa, whoa. I, got, I got a little something going on, you know. Um. But yeah, so my rap is interesting to say the least mm-hmm. um it's very diverse okay i would say that 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 would be the proper way of putting what the fuck <laughs> um so i was like what the hell um that was yes thing uh you know the apothec yes apothecary oh okay you know that one? yeah mm-hmm. see like you can't open up yet <laughs> you can't There's open a lot up of stuff going on child um but my my rap is actually pretty good. I I like my rap overall. I'm looking at it right here. Okay. Um, oh yeah, here it is. So, out of my minutes listened, I've listened to fifty one thousand eight hundred minutes wow. of music slash podcast too. Um, yeah, I am in the ninety. That's more than ninety two percent of listeners in the the U S. Okay. I'm on Spotify a lot. I see. I be playing in my sleep sometimes too, though. So, um, my top song was "Put on a Smile." That is my song. <laughs> I'm trying to put on a smile, put on a smile. That, is, that, like a that was a good album. What? That was a very phenomenal good album. album. Phen- phenomenal album. Yeah. I streamed it 47 times. 47 okay i can i can understand that because i stream brandy's <laughs> album b7 like literally i have to listen all to the that. time oh my god yeah. it's been like three years since she dropped that see so, listen i can't listen to everything all right my Get top songs were um <clears throat> a lot of r&b you know yeah. you already know what it is Heard you. actually every song with r&b is my top songs mm-hmm. uh put on smile number one melt by kalani I love that song. You love actually put me song. onto that song. I, I did. Yeah, you were playing it in your car. I was like, oh, let me Shazam this real quick. Mm. <laughs> Shout out Charnay. Charnay is the reason why uh, I did. I have to get yeah. her on here too. But uh, she, I didn't know she dropped this album. Mm-hmm. And you know what's funny? I just found this song back in September. Mm-hmm. What, Melt? Yes. And it's my second most played wow. song. <laughs> that's, that's what I'm saying. Like, put on a smile. I've known about it since the end of last year right 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 melt it's a two-minute song though i love it it's so, so good, that's why it's easier for me to stream it it was close to me i'm surprised that one of my other songs is on here because it was hot it was kind of hot though 
Um, but that's because there, there are two songs for it though. But you know, how, like you you have a single and then you have it on the album. Yes. So I think it was okay separated okay, okay. because sometimes I play either one. Then uh, number three was after last night, which is the uh, the prelude. No, yeah, it's the prelude to put on a smile. How's it go? Um, after last night, after last night, I think I'm in love, love with you. you. Okay, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Woke yeah. up and I can't get you out of my head. I tried, I tried. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, that yeah. One. We hit, we hit. Um, then Girl Like Me, uh, with Jasmine Sullivan and her. Sing it. Um, uh, ass I would have given. It ain't right how mm. these oh. be winning. Why they be winning? Oh yes, yeah. why they, why they be? Oh, she, she was, she was walking us down. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, that's and, a good one. And then last one was Good Days by SZA. Oh, that's one. That one's really serene. I love yeah, because she made her uh, deluxe. Yeah. Remember mm-hmm. earlier in the er, in the year? I think it was like during the summer. Maybe? Yeah, maybe before then. Either way, very good. Um, very accurate for me personally. And then my most streamed. Of course. My most stream, you know, artist J. Cole, Cole World. You already know. 3,205 minutes listened to. Shout out to Jay. We love him. I'm in the top 0.5% of listeners. Oh my gosh. Top 5% is crazy. 0.5. Oh, 0.5. Okay. Let me see. That's better. I'm in the top 0.5%. That's insane. That means I'm, I'm, yeah, better than the 1%. Basically, he's saying he's a fan. I'm a big fan. Yeah. I'm a big fan, bro. That's my boy, Cole World. And then my top artists were J. Cole. Mm-hmm. Her, who that's that's my baby. That's Love that's Ho. the that's the most beautiful girl and beautiful woman. Woman and I you know, just beautiful, man. Um yeah. the shades though. Oh, we kill them. Um <laughs> then you got uh Chance the Rapper number three, then Rod okay. Wave and XXS Tentacion. Okay. I'm surprised Billie Eilish wasn't on here. She was on here last year, but it kind of flip flops. But these are usually my most played artists yeah. every year and cole is usually number one because yeah. cole world i was listening to snow on the bluff recently mm, you remember that one sing it um dang i gotta sing everything for you you don't remember because you don't be listening to music um um that's so, uh, uh i scroll through i scroll through a timeline these wild times in the start you see she mm. mad these captains mad these captains wait she's mad at these she mad at these crackers, she mad at these captains she mad at these murder police she mad at my niggas she mad okay. at her ignorance she wear her heart on her sleeve i think she talking about celebrities. I love you be thinking she talking about me. Now I ain't think. Now I ain't no dummy to think that I'm above criticism. But when I see something that's valid, I listen. But wait, there's something about the Quitone that's bothering me. You don't remember that song? No. Um, Which album was that on? This this was a song. It was a single. It was during mm. the. Remember when No Name say some said something yeah. about J Cole? This mm-hmm. is the song he had made. Oh. This one. Oh, we hit. And then I love the um, the uh, the 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 ending of it. Yeah. The the. Whatever, bro. That that um, I be floating. I be floating. He had to think for a second, y'all. Did y'all see that? He said, "I be floating, bro." It's a good song. It's a good song. It's end of the pod. You be talking. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Um, and I top podcast too, but that's not here. You know the Just Different podcast, right? No, wait, Just Different. Yeah, this one, the gospel one, the 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 one about uh, Christ and everything. Mm. It's a Christian podcast. Faith, life, and culture. Oh, I've seen them on TikTok. Yes. I haven't seen them on TikTok. I don't be on TikTok. Yes, I've seen them on TikTok. They have really great conversations. Yes, they do. You should listen to the full podcast. 
they're really good. Yeah. Especially if you're a Christian and things of that nature. I'll take a look. Um, They have a lot of episodes. The episodes are usually somewhere between like 20 minutes to like 40. Okay. And sometimes like an hour long one, but usually, you know, they, it's really good podcast. Uh, I got to listen to them a little bit more, but, uh, but yeah, also earn your leisure. Um, that's a really good podcast about mm-hmm. um, health, what wealth and uh, you know just things of that nature, uh, finance tips and things of that nature. Um, up NPR's up first, most listened to. That's a news podcast, and mm-hmm. I have through the wire, through the wire. It's a oh, basketball podcast. Okay. Um, then it's just different podcasts. Then it's Old Man and the Three with JJ Reddick. Do you know about that mm-hmm. one? And then Earn Your Leisure, Knowledge, Knowledge, Knowledge. <laughs> Oh, so th- this is a it's a cool thing that uh, Spotify started doing, right? It's called my listening personality, right? Okay. So they call me the early adopter. So it's so th- th- this is my type of like listening, whatever. Okay. So it says I've got my finger on the pulse of new music, always seeking seeking ne- the next hot thing. Mm-hmm. If a song is trending, I'm on it. So it says ENVC exploration, newness, variety, commonality. I like that Spotify does that. And that's why it's superior. Okay. Than Apple not Music. Too much. Not too it's better much. than Apple Music. I'm sorry. It just is. That is subjective. Do not listen to Julian. No, it's Apple Music. It's correct. Top tier. Apple Music doesn't have this. It, it just may not have, have that, but it definitely has your uh most listened to songs, most streamed songs. Yeah, but most streamed Spotify rap literally became like a trend because it's just that much better. Spotify has more curated playlists as well. I am an advocate for Apple Music. Um, and and you're, that's just incorrect. Her. It's incorrect. I will stick beside Apple Music. We love her. Love her. She's here. Right here. You, you can't, can't see Can't even it, see it. Um, yeah. She's here. Mm-hmm. Can you see? Yeah. That was good. It's terrible. <laughs> also, my top genres were rap, R&B, pop, Hollywood, I don't know what that means. And indie soul, indie soul makes a lot of mm. sense though, because you know I love me some singing. Wow, you, run, run up, you gonna run them down too? Run them down. I don't know quick. if I could top that. You stop that. You be you be killing runs. Don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> Imagine just going up to a singer and saying, "Can you run for me real quick? Can you can you just run for me real quick? Where am I running to? You, anywhere you want. Run. Jewel. Oh my gosh. Uh, I'm gonna make I'm gonna make <laughs> clips of like <laughs> no literally of uh, like, me just seeing different people doing it at this point because everybody do, they they got they got me yesterday I Where? I want a blanket and the <laughs> I want a blanket right mm-hmm. and the the Delta girl she was the one being the MC or whatever she remembered my name because they say my full name Julian Johnson come right. up get your prize and she's like oh wait because I had just sang for them the, the night before right. for the uh, the World AIDS Day thing I think I told you about that mm-hmm. and it was like uh, she she kept saying Jewel Jewel so <laughs> when I go, stamp now that's <laughs> so what you when, know for. when I went to go get my stuff they was like they was like Jewel can you do it for me real quick Alright. Jewels. You know, wow. I, I I did you know I had to add a little you know whatever on the end of it. Y'all, he just took us <laughs> through the whole skill. Don't play with my man. Shout Jew. out Darren, bro. He he helped me with that. Uh, <laughs> but um as we close the podcast, I got one more thing. This 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 is this is a question I've been trying to ask everybody. I, I was at a um I was in an English class. That wasn't my English class. 
earlier this this year you know i just you know i know people in the english department right, so right, you know right, i went right. to go check it out right and so he had a uh, he had a question that he asked people right mm-hmm. and so if you had one character that represents you or resembles you the most who would it be but they can't look like you you see what i'm saying but it can be from any movie tv show cartoon theater play Etc. Hmm. Get you thinking, huh? Yeah, that's a good question, Jewel. Yeah, I stole it. <laughs> that's a really good question. Get you thinking, huh? Yeah, turn turn them wheels, turn them wheels. Yeah, I got you. So I I used to love the the Disney movie Tangled. Mm-hmm. That was like my favorite movie as a as a young girl. Okay. And I'm gonna say that I'm like Rapunzel. Okay. And let me tell you why. Because I always felt trapped. Mm-hmm. Like I always felt like I couldn't branch out because I had doubt. I had so much doubt, and so in my mind. And even in reality, I was so trapped. And it wasn't until I allowed myself to like literally just start doing, like literally just walking into purpose that I was able to see like, you're not trapped. Like you're you're only trapped in your mind. Like if you allow yourself to stay trapped in your mind, you'll forever be trapped in reality. But if you learn to step out on faith and literally just take the Hallelujah. leap and go, you'll you'll understand that your purpose is so much greater than so much greater than staying trapped in that tower. So yes, I would say I'm like Rapunzel. I don't got long hair like her, but she had purpose beyond that tower, y'all. Don't let me start preaching in here. Mm, mm. Pre- the purpose is past the tower, okay? Oh, better step out. <laughs> but yeah, I would definitely Lord say I'm like Rapunzel. Lord That's good. You. Take us in. <laughs> All the praise you deserve it. <laughs> Y'all, I'm singing today. Y'all. One thing about me is I'll get up and start shouting. You don't better, play. Don't don't. You better stop. You better stop. You better stop. No, but that was a good question, G. What about you? Uh, it was. Uh, I've said this several times, but uh, it's this character called. Uh, I mean, I told you I'm in anime and things yeah. of that nature. This ca- character called uh Luffy, right? Mm-hmm. Um, he's in One Piece. Uh, yeah. You know, just to explain it again, um, he wants to find the One Piece, um, which is to become Pirate King. Now, I don't really want to be exactly a king or anything, but the main thing that he that he wants to do is be free. Right. And you know me. I'm really about having my free time, mm-hmm. even though I do do a lot. Like, I, I try my hardest to be a free person. And like really like like I don't have a job, you know. I just the Lord be working out for me, you know. <laughs> you know, like I find ways to you know to to do that type of, to to make money and to do things. And like I I'm more so of a fan of if I do work, it's gonna be work that is leading towards something. Yeah, you know. And like my organizations and things of that nature, they're all for a purpose. Mm-hmm. Uh, I join Smooth for a brotherhood. Right. Uh, I I 
I'm in NABJ because that's my career field, but I'm mm-hmm. like, I need to be more involved in that. Bear TV, I need to be more involved with that. You know, like, because I was like, that that's stuff I want to do. So I did my podcast. Like, I, I do all these different things. And at the same time, I usually don't have bad rapport with a lot of people because mm-hmm. I just like, and just like, because Luffy, he just, he brings people together. And I feel like that's something that I do overall. Like, I mm-hmm. can bring people together. Um, once I get over my mental hurdles sometimes, but like, yeah. you know, like just being like, yo, people like actually legit, like, like me and I have like great favor with God and just with a lot of different people because yeah. I just, I treat people right. And you know, like, you know, I'm making my mistakes, of course, like, you know, that's again, this goes to the conversation earlier, but like my main thing is just being free and I, I make a lot of, and Luffy makes mistakes and he's a loud mouth as well. Just be yapping. <laughs> he's not the brightest of a bunch at all but when it's time to get things done he gets it it done done. yeah and that's the type of person that i feel like i am um and that's and yeah that's that's why i think i'm like him but um but yeah that about uh wraps up the podcast we're actually at a minute i mean hour 30 which is usually the what what i'm usually at for for this that's good so um you got uh, anything you want to plug? Any last words first? Any last words and things of that nature that you want to say? You know, thank you again for being a guest on the pod. Ashlyn J. Wilson, you know. Um, I'm always say that. Uh, so what what, what you want to say, homie? Um, I think something that I will leave with everyone is, because I know we talked about burnout and stuff like that, but specifically towards college students, stay in the fight. Um, keep mm. going. Keep fighting. Uh, the finish line is almost there. And stay encouraged. Surround yourself with people who are going to uplift you, people who are going to hold you accountable. And, of course, if you're a believer, of course, trust and believe that God is going to work out for you. And if you're not a believer, trust in the people that are around you to uphold you and lift you up. Um, But, yeah, that's kind of what I believe. And if anyone has any questions, comments, or concerns, Jew is a great person to contact. I mean, Jew will give you the best advice. He will. He'll keep it real with you. So yeah, that's all I gotta say. Thanks, uh, I do my best. I do my best. I'm trying not to say try best. anymore. I'm trying not to say try anymore. Say you do. do. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's good. It's a, um, it's a learning curve. Learning curve. Learning mm-hmm. curve. Um, but again, thank you so much uh, for coming on. Um, uh, I'm 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 about to do a string of women <laughs> on hey, the pod. Uh, woman on the pod. <laughs> it's only been think you are the fifth fourth or fifth five go live wait lena diamond um one two i can't think of any. i thought i had some oh kasha mm-hmm. um, oh yeah shout out to kasha miss morgan might be the fourth i think you're the fourth okay on the Giannis episode too four so, score you know, i must like you if i put you on the Giannis episode oh, you know you know Giannis <laughs> my guy you know what i mean um but uh as you all know you know socials is at j-u-e-l-z underscore i-s-j-u-l-z underscore <laughs> is or i-s so um you want to say that real quick i'm gonna put it in the description as well but yeah. you know say your socials or whatever yeah, you want so- whatever you want to promote my instagram is a-s-h-l-y-n-j the letter j wilson underscore that's my instagram that's my main point of contact but if y'all want to add me on pinterest y'all can add me on there too pinterest is crazy Pinterest, (laughs) i love pinterest y'all if you want to add me on pinterest it's ash cash three h's for each one so ash cash out yeah there you go that's my pinterest make sure y'all follow me on there 
Yes, it's it's so funny how everybody has like their different social media ones, you know, like Pinterest is popping. Uh, no, 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 that's fine. But like me, I'm Twitter and Instagram. Got you. If I go on TikTok, I won't see daylight. I can't. So, and I like my Instagram because I have to contact people through there. Yeah. And my Twitter, it's just hilarious. So I can't not be on Twitter. Plus, I get my information from Twitter as well. Respect so that. So if I add TikTok. I told my, I said, I can't do it. I can't do it. I I'm won't also, be productive. I'm on TikTok as well. If y'all want to follow me on TikTok. It's the same as your IG, IG right? It's Ash Cash. Oh, it's Ash Cash. My yeah. fault. My fault. My fault. My fault. You know, yeah. she like her aesthetically pleasing stuff, being a goofball with her family and other people. Put me on the tip. I'll be like, <laughs> <laughs> but um, that about wraps it up for the podcast. I appreciate y'all for listening. Um, thank y'all for if y'all showed up and stayed all the way to the minute 39 and 30 seconds, 31, 32, 33. You get the point. Um, thank y'all so much again. I really appreciate it. We're back after two weeks, two technically three weeks, technically, because you got to count the week that mm-hmm. I posted it as well. But we're back. Um, but I got some things on the way where I'm about to be moving again. So guys, guys moving in my life. So I, I can't always do the podcast when I do it. I need y'all to like this up. Okay. I need y'all to subscribe. I need y'all to comment. I need y'all yeah. to do all that stuff, please, because it helps me grow. Mm-hmm. Um, because I love this podcast, and this was my introduction into the world of multimedia. And uh, I'm always going to be doing this or some variation of this, no matter what. So, um, so yeah, tell me what y'all want to see as well. So, uh, and uh, peace out. All right, peace. peace.